Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Haley. Good morning, Dan. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, you've asked the golden question. Of course, <laughs> I am doing well. Have you ever known me not to be I, doing well? Let's not answer that. I, we're not going to get anyway. That here. I'm doing really well. You're doing well. We hope everybody at home is doing well. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. And we've got. All kinds of things planned. We always do. We're planners, if nothing else. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) We plan a lot. I don't know how much gets done with those plans. Well, that's somebody else's job. We're the planners. (laughs) There's other implementers. And let me tell you, if you've got a choice, be a planner. It's way more fun than having to make something happen. Anyway, we have planned, and this time we have actually implemented. We've got all kinds of stuff coming up. We're going to be talking about caulk. Which is just great way to lead. I know. I yeah, yeah. You just don't lead with that, but it's going to be good. That's going to be at the end of the show. Why do you caulk? You know, maybe it's something you can skip. Maybe that's what we're going to tell you: how to avoid using caulk on <laughs> your next project. Maybe that seems unlikely. Maybe, maybe you might want to tune in to find out. Spoiler alert: that's not going to be it. But you'll have to hang with us to find out. We'll also be talking about all the home projects. Some of the home projects that we've got coming up personally. Yes, we'll in go through our list and how we're going to get through them. Yeah, because that's, the, that's the key. That's you know, plan and then implementation. I'm going to have to hire somebody <laughs> to do that implementation on my projects. But we've got that coming up. We'll also be on the phone with Cheryl Adams. Yeah, she's a color consultant out in the Detroit metro area. Although she has traveled to Grand Rapids and a few rare occasions she'll make that trek. But really good info. Yeah, we're going to be talking about how to choose the right color confidently. Yes. She's hosting a seminar at one of our stores on the east side and we're going to have all of that information coming up. Right now though, We've got some really big news. Yeah, it's a big year for Repcolite. Yeah, for Repcolite. A new product that we're going to carry, pick up. And Haley and I personally are super excited about this. Yes. Uh, we're excited because Repcolite is going to be carrying Festool. We're becoming a Festool dealer. It's a really big deal. <laughs> if anyone's aware of the brand, you know that Festool offers extremely well-engineered tools. They're also safe and innovative. There's a ton of content for us to dig into here. So that's why we personally are very excited. <laughs> yeah. So Festool, um, hopefully most people are familiar. I would certainly, I know that craftsmen, yes. tradespeople, painters, contractors, you guys all know about it, but they're famous for creating dust-free work environments with dust extraction tools and also making tools more portable and more organized. Yeah. Organized is funny because they have like a cult following almost at this point. Kind of like we do. A cult (laughs) following. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll have a cult following. Maybe we just have a cultist or something that follows (laughs) us. That's not near as fun, but it does keep life interesting. Anyway, they've got a cult following built around what? Toolboxes, right? Yes, exactly. They're sustainers uh, is what they call them, but they're known for being the world's most beautiful toolboxes in existence. (laughs) Wow. Yes. uh, They guaranteed tools are well organized and protected, and really since the launch of these sustainers uh, that I think happened somewhere in the 90s, They've really won the hearts of anyone in the trades who also likes to be organized. So we definitely need to talk about those in the future. Yes. We're going to be carrying some of the tools, some of the offerings from Festool at several different locations to begin with. Uh, We're going to have them at our Lakewood location Mm -hmm. in Holland, our Byron Center location, which is in Byron Center for everybody who's wondering. And we've got a Goshen, Indiana store 
that's going to also be carrying them. So that's happening right now. They're in the stores, yep. and you can check them out. And we'll definitely dig into all the tools they're going to be carrying in future episodes, but we really just wanted to introduce the brand by going back in time and talking about their really long history of innovation and you know some of the things that stood out to us. Right. The really long history of innovation in three minutes, Haley. That's what's <laughs> left. Go. Well, first, I want to say that, because this is funny to me, Festool started in 1925, and they started as you know two partners, Albert, Fezzer, and you're going to have to say this one, Dan. Gottlieb Stoll. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Gottlieb. <laughs> they initially you know, concentrate on repairing wood processing machinery and making structural modifications to those machines by converting plane bearings into ball bearings. So really, for, right from the get-go, they're focused on you know, improving engineering. But at that time, it wasn't called Festool. No, and that's what I love. <laughs> at this time, their name was Fezzer and Stoll, and that was from 1925 to 1932. Then, in 1933, they became Festo. Festo. <laughs> Festo, and they had this cute little logo. It kind of looks like it belonged on a moped or something. It's kind of of that style. I like it yeah, a I lot. Yeah, I like it too. And then they became, you know, there's some other iterations but the one that I think is hilarious is they became Festo Tool Technic in 1992. 1992. <laughs> what a long name. Last week we talked about Repcolite's name, mm-hmm. where that came from. This is really fun to see other people have right? done the Go same, through the same struggle. trail. <laughs> and it's then the finally they make the jump in 2000. Festo Tool Technic becomes Festool. I would just I would have loved to have been in the room that day when someone looks at the Festo Tool Technic and realizes Festo, hey, two is the beginning of tool. Right. We could just add another O and an L, <laughs> lose all of it, and we've got Festool. Oh, I love it. And we make tools. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, it blows me away. I think that's really, hilarious to think about really that one good. guy who knew exactly. or lady who yeah. saw that and Probably thought, lady. "Well, I'm going to just be writing my checks for the next because I got a really good idea here." Anyway, now it's Festool. Right. And Festool has a really complete tool offering. You know, in every category, they've got a ton of options that are really great. But a couple of things that they have done over time that I want to hit on really quick is their major advancements over time in both circular saws and sanders. I mean, mm-hmm. circular saws, they're responsible for the very first portable one. And then all of the safety advancements that we know of circular saws today have really come from Festool in a lot of ways. Right, because they made that first portable one. <laughs> exactly. And they realized if we want people to be able to still carry this to the job site. And use it without this. cutting their fingers yeah, off on a regular basis. Safety advancements. Exactly. So you've got that, but then you've also got, I think, what I knew them most for was the sanding and the dust extraction. Right. And if you're a painter, you know that that means you're creating a lot of dusty environments if you're going back and doing any kind of finish work where you're really doing heavy sanding. But then you're also on the other side of that where dust is your nemesis, right? Because it's keeping you from having any fine finish work done. So to have a work environment where you're getting really great sanding done, but also is completely dust-free at this point, I mean, it's the best of both worlds. Right, and that's what you get with Festool. We don't have time to go into all the different cool things, but we don't need to. We just picked it up. It's in the stores now in the three that we mentioned, the Lakewood store in Holland. Byron Center. And Goshen. And Goshen, Indiana. Yes. And we've got it. And we're not letting it go. They're going to have to pry it out of our cold, dead hands to get it away from us. <laughs> so we've got plenty of time to talk about all these cool things yes. in the future. Right now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be on the phone with Cheryl Adams talking about color and how to choose the right color with confidence. That's all next. Stick around.
And we're back. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm here with Haley Johnson. Yes. And we're actually on the phone with Cheryl Adams, a certified design and color specialist out of the Metro Detroit area. Right. Cheryl, thanks for being here. Hi, Dan and Haley. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Now, fill us in a little bit. We've got some stuff we want to talk about. You're going to be putting on kind of a presentation at one of our locations, the Birmingham store, coming up on January 20. I've got info about all of that. And we're going to go over just a little bit of the information today that you're going to present there, kind of give people a teaser. Right, exactly. A couple of the points that you're going to cover, but there's you know a lot more that this presentation will involve. We just want to get people a little teaser. Right. So we're going to get that information. But before we jump into all of that, Cheryl, why don't you just fill us in a little bit on exactly what you do? Yeah. Like you said, I'm a certified design and color specialist. I um, work with the science of color as well as the creative side of design and color. And I, and I do strategize using the science of color because people talk about um, undertones and those are really just subjective because everybody sees color differently. So I work with Hue families in the science of color um, and a spectrophotometer that measures the color data properties. So in order to have a successful remodeling project, it helps to, to do a little bit of homework ahead of time. You know, and what I do is I help homeowners take the fear out of choosing the right colors and materials the first time. I really suggest choosing your paint colors at the same time you choose your materials. Well, I think that helps a lot ultimately. And I love that you're involving the science of color because there is, I mean, so much science when we're looking at a color. It's, you know, light that we're looking at. And you're totally right in that we all see it a little bit differently. I remember working in the stores and I'd be working with a couple, right? And they see the same color completely differently. They're describing it. He sees it, it wrong, though. Differently. Hey, that's normally how that works. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's, it's not the you're same. You're correct, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what we help people with, too. So we mm-hmm. have different hats, you know, besides you know, the complicated science of color that we help people with. Right. Yeah, we're also marriage counselors. Right, and, exactly. You know, yeah, <laughs> what's some of the things we do? And, and we help people, you know, a lot of times people don't know what they even like. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have, we do like a pre-appointment interview and, and, and you know, when we work with um, our clients, just to help get people thinking, well, what do you like? And are there any inspiration photos you've seen out there that you like? And right. What will work with your home, you know? so Do you work with uh, businesses as well? Yeah, we've been doing mostly residential, but I'm expanding into to business, small businesses too, because color really is important and it really affects people differently so there's a psychology of color you know Mm -hmm. how do you want to feel when you walk into you know a spa or something you want to feel relaxed so color really plays an important role in different situations Mm -hmm. like that you know if you're going to eat somewhere grab a coffee or or work in your office the colors that you put it in those different places really um, take make an effect on how you feel. So we've got this seminar or presentation, whatever you want to call it. You're going to sit down with whoever wants to come. It's a free presentation. It'll be at our Birmingham Repcolite on Woodward Avenue, and it's going to take place on January 20. It's going to run from 11 to 2. I think they're going to have finger foods and stuff like that. Yeah, some giveaways. I know they've got a raffle. They're mm-hmm. going to give away a $100 Repcolite gift certificate. And in the midst of this, Cheryl, you're going to be presenting on uh, I think the topic is five steps to confidently choosing the right colors and materials. And That's I'm going right. to get more information if anybody wants to, you know, reserve a spot at the store because the store's 
limited with space. Yes. You know, there's there's so many people that we can fit in. You want to get your spot. We're going to get all of that information at the end of the segment. But Cheryl, why don't you tip us off maybe one or two of the key points that you're going to cover in this presentation? Right. Well, first, I'm going to help uh, clients learn how they can prepare for a color consultation, um, how to, you know, gather your materials and your samples uh, before you even start thinking about, you know, choosing one of them and installing it and picking your paint colors at the same time. So besides the science of color that we're gonna talk about, we're also gonna consider their lighting, the lighting in their home because paint colors and materials look different in the store than they do in someone's home. And they right. look different in every single person's home. So color that looks good in one person's home will might not look good in, in their home. So, so how uh, do you help people? How do you help them navigate that? You know, we, we've got so, our yeah. ways of talking about it, but how do you walk people mm-hmm. through that situation? Well, we show people how to test their paint colors in their own home, but before they get to the testing process, we talk about the type of lighting in their home. What kind of natural light is coming in? What kind of artificial light do they have? And what color temperature lighting is in their home? How much lighting is in each room? A lot of people don't even have enough enough lighting in each room. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about that. Um, we talk about some people like the warmer um kind of hues that lighting gives off, like the 2700 Kelvin lighting. Some people want it to be brighter. So all of those temperature lightings will affect how a paint color looks. If it's the kind of yellowish incandescent, that's gonna throw yellow hue onto your paint color and make it look totally different. So we, we walk clients through that all the time. So when you talk to people about that, are they generally, you know, how do they respond? I'm curious about that. Do they, oh yeah, of course the lighting changes and it changes the color. Or are they surprised? Yeah, how do they feel about that? What, what are, what's the reaction? Well, it's funny. It, it's like a light bulb goes off, you know, pun intended there. But <laughs> like, oh, right. You know, of course that makes sense, you know. And and people have different, you, you know, preferences for, for the color temperature too. So we we kind of educate, you know. Okay, sure. this is This is how lighting is going to look. Um, there's, there's light bulbs called 90... Uh, color rendering index on light bulbs is important. So if it's a 90 mm-hmm. plus color rendering index, you're going to get more of a full gamut of your colors. A red apple is going to look red and your paint colors are going to look more true to what they really are than sure. some of these light, cheaper light bulbs out there that don't have the the color rendering index of 90 plus. So we talk about all that. Um, and it's quite an educational I- experience, you know, going through the process that we have. And that's what helps us help people choose the right paint colors and materials the first time. So they don't have to live with a color they don't like or, or pay to get something, you know, repainted. And right. the fixed finishes, of course, they're expensive to change. If you yeah, put the wrong no kidding. countertops or flooring, <laughs> you know, and it's expensive to change. And so, it's not as uh, easy as repainting a wall either. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Which, you know, is why I want to get the word out there. Choose your paint colors and materials at the same time. So now normally what we have said in previous uh, segments throughout the years at the store at Repcolite, and I think we're talking about the same thing, you and us, but I just want to clarify, we're always telling people get the paint colors last. And what we mean by that is we're, we've accomplished all these, you know, Whoever the finishes, the things that you, yeah. we talked about, the, the countertops and furniture right. and stuff like that. Be, because what we see a lot of the times is people start the entire process with paint, with the paint. And then it's very tough to find the couch that you love that also matches the walls that you painted now. Mm-hmm. And let the let the paints be informed by the other main choices that you've made. When I think mm-hmm. when we say that, we're probably all talking about the same thing to some extent. You're just saying, when I'm making some of these other big decisions, 
I should have my eye on the paint at that same point. Right. Am I right on that? Yeah, and the re- and the reason for that is I've had I've had you know the clients put in all their fixed finishes and their countertops. I had one woman put in a countertop and it had like the browns and the golds and it was in the middle of the gray trend and she wanted gray on her walls. Well, it, mm. it was really tough finding that last piece of the puzzle. That's why I say when people choose the paint color last after they've done everything else, you know, it's like fitting that last piece of the puzzle in what is which color on the wall is going to tie in everything they've already done and if their fixed finishes don't have a few families that look good together then that's a really tough piece of the puzzle to fit in so that's why i say don't wait till last yeah don't do it first either because a blank room can it can be any color right but you really need to if you want harmony and flow and everything to look good together i say you know don't wait till the last minute kind of have an idea you know of what you like and then have me come in with my color measuring tool and make sure all the Hue families coordinate. No, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, l- before we give out the information about the presentation and how people can get signed up to be a part of that, let's talk about you. You, you know, if they want to hire you to come out to the house and do that, how far do you reach? You know, area-wise, where do you cover, and how do people get a hold of you? So I'm based in the Rochester Hills area, but I've gone, you know, as far as I've even done a consultation in Grand Rapids, although that's a little a little bit further than I usually like to go. Um, but, you know, uh, Metro Detroit area um, I work in, and people can go to my website, which is colorconfidenthome.com. Um, my business is Color Confident Home, and you can email me at Cheryl at Color Confident Home, Cheryl with a C, C-H-E-R-Y-L. Or, you know, you can call me, 248-509-4720, and I'd love to talk to you more and help you with your project. All right. We'll put all of that info in the show notes. If you want to be a part of the presentation that Cheryl's going to be putting on, again, the information is it's January 20. It's going to be 11 to 2 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. It's taking place at our Birmingham Repcolite on Woodward Avenue. And if you want to reserve a spot, you can do that by stopping out at the store, or you can give them a call at 248-646-5924. That's 248-646-5924. 5924, call the Birmingham store, ask for Scott, the manager. He's super excited about this. He's put it all together. He will happily take your reservation. Absolutely. Probably even take a food order. If you have certain (laughs) things you want, he'll get them there. Cheryl, thanks so much for going out to the store next week, Saturday, and presenting. Thanks for being on the air with us today. Thank you so much, Dan and Haley, for having me on. I'm looking forward to the presentation. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about home projects, what we've got planned for 2024, and how we're going to get through them this year and get them accomplished. That's all just Yeah, here's hoping. (laughs) That's just ahead. Stay tuned. Well, Haley, it's time to talk about projects, big projects that we've got planned for 2024. Right. I feel like this time of year we always... Look at all of our goals for the year, things we want to accomplish. Yeah, and hopefully give ourselves primarily and other people listening some tips to get through it. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And Haley, why don't you go first? What projects are on you know, the, I mean, the, the list lot, for you? Right, there's like a... <laughs> A dream list, right? Okay. So I'd love to have my cabinets repainted. I would love to replace some outlets in my house so I have grounds on those outlets. Mm -hmm. 
I'd love to replace our furnace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's a big, a, that's interesting. Big ticket item. In and of itself. Yep. We're going to touch base with you on that as the year unfolds. We'll talk to service professor probably. Yeah. It'll be good. It's going to be fun. But the big one and the one that seems totally ridiculous probably is I need to repaint my exterior. I've got a Craftsman house, 1920. It's got the original siding and, you know. It's old. The paint's got to be redone. It's probably been at least 20 years since they painted it. Well, you're dealing with some flaking, peeling, yeah. stuff like that. You want to protect the, the wood there. And I don't love the color, right? right? So there's all the aesthetic reasons to do it, too. But, yeah, I want to protect the exterior. Now, you went and got quotes to have that done last year or the year before. Yeah, I, I think right after we moved into the house, I was curious about what that was going to cost to have done. And after you were <laughs> brought out of the coma that was induced by price shock, yes. you realize that's not going to happen no. because there is the p- potential that there's lead, right. lead-based paint on the right. house. So the price goes way up, obviously. So you've got this huge project, and I don't believe from what you're saying that you're planning on hiring that one done. You're going to do it. Yeah, I think this is one of those things that sounds really intimidating, but when you break it down, this is something that I could potentially accomplish myself. Uh, I am an experienced painter in a lot of ways, and while I've not painted an entire exterior before, if I break this down into smaller chunks where I'm just focusing on one side of the house every month that you know the painting is in season for exterior, I think this is something that I can accomplish. All right. So you've got scraping. I mean, you've got Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff to do. You know, you're talking about your project, but there are people listening who've got big projects, maybe not that big, but to them, you know, to me, my cabinets feel big, not not house big, but still, that's a big thing to tackle. You're going to approach this from the point of view that you're going to take one side at a time, work your way through all the prep. Exactly. And get the painting done. And that's... Basically, your advice if somebody's and got a really, big... And really, you know, just focusing on that, too, one side at a time, but also that one step at a time. Okay, I'm looking at this side of the house for this month. The first thing that I need to accomplish and just focus on is getting the prep work done. So scraping any paint that's coming off, getting some primer on, and then painting, but really just breaking it down into those pieces, and that's the goal. Let's just prep this side. That's the final. Mm-hmm. And then... Okay, let's see if I can prime this side of the house. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. It's the whole, I mean, we've talked about it on the show before. It's it's how I have to get things done because mm-hmm. certain things just seem too big. Right. And I know that that really plays out. I was just reading something the other day and they were talking, reporting on something a psychologist had said. It was anecdotal, but it was this story about the psychologist was telling this person that, you know, it's all about doing the small steps. You yeah. got to just take steps that are so minuscule sometimes that feel like almost nothing, but we can see ourselves doing that step and it helps us get to the next step. And the example the psychologist used was he was explaining that he's helped people lose weight who mm-hmm. thought it was impossible by just getting them to stand on the treadmill for a minute a day. Wow. Yeah. So and really taking it to its very. Absolute. Yeah. yeah. It, he. The whole thing was it feels ridiculous. It feels stupid. But the people do that. And by about day three, they realize this is dumb. I might as well turn it on. Yeah. And it begins a process that never would have started ahead of time. And that's where you're at. If I stand in front of my house with a scraper in my hand. Yeah. Start with the prep. So scraper. For a minute. (laughs) I might as well start scraping. I really think as dumb as that sounds, yes, probably probably would have to do that. Yes. But it's the it's the idea. So yeah. if anybody out there, you've got a project, it's been hanging over your head, 
you know, it's really good advice. Just break it down, even if you have to break it down into the smallest step possible. Right. And even if it seems really, really dumb, taking even that small step is better than just sitting here on Being the couch yeah. saying that that's too dumb to take that little step. Yeah. Get moving. Right. That's what you're going to do. Yes. Well, my list of projects is big, too. I've got a lot of uh, some some of the similar similar things, uh, all the receptacles, right? Uh, the integrity of the receptacle is not up to snuff. I mean, the integrity of the people in my home <laughs> is pretty high, but not the electrical. No, like we plug something in and it just falls right out, and so these things have to be fixed. Yes. And so, yeah, that's one of the things. Cabinets, my kitchen cabinets, I need to get those repainted. Absolutely need to do that. And I'm gonna get to all of these things hopefully this year. But the big one is I've got a formal living room. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what it technically is. We call it the front living room. And normally, we didn't spend a lot of time there. We we hung out in more of the family room area. And over the last year, it's turned out this room gets almost all of our use. Mm. And it is not up to snuff. I mean, it's just not, it hasn't been repainted at all. I mean, it's exactly what the previous owners put on the wall. Yeah. And all of that. And the the thing that's making it the biggest deal to me is that I've accumulated a bunch of stuff based on your influence yes. over me and how you design and how you fill your home with all these interesting things. I've gone about and I've hit a lot of antique places and I found interesting, fun ide- fun items and I filled this space with them. Right. But now I've got these great things. I've got this canvas print or, or not a print. It's an right. actual it's a painting, painting from the... 19, early 1900s of right. Cleopatra, and it's wonderful. You've seen really it. Really cool. And yet the setting that it's in is not working with it. It's not helping it really be what it could be. Right. And so it's a room that I wanted to paint for ages, and I need to get it painted. And I started thinking about why haven't I? You know, because now i got to get to my part of the question. How am I going to get this done? Yeah. Well, I'm going to get this done by actually taking my first step, and that's going to be analyzing why I haven't done it in the first place. Right. And that was so interesting to me. I thought that was kind of a dumb way to approach this. No, but it makes a lot of sense because why haven't you? You know, this is something that feels fairly accomplishable. You yep. work in paint. You can get paint easily. So why hasn't it been done? Well, I assumed it was because I was too busy. Mm. No, it's not that. As I'm thinking it through, there is a, a paint problem in there. Sure. Um, there's a plaster around the edge of the room. Okay. Uh, kind of a, making a tray ceiling of sorts. Sure. And it's super smooth. And we've discovered that paint, the previous paint, has not bonded to it. And it stays there just fine if you don't touch it. (laughs) But somebody touched it a year or so ago, and it just, it's this flaking mess. Wow. If you leave it alone, it's okay. Right. But in order to repaint it, I'm going to have to get all of that off around that edge. And I know that's a big job. The other big part of it is, I don't really know how to go about putting the colors together. Mm-hmm. So I that was the thing that really got right. me, is I, I know how to put the colors together. I don't know what I want. I know what colors I like, but I don't know how to make sure that I'm getting something that that's different. Yeah. Right. I don't want to have the same thing I do all the time. I'd like to, to push some boundaries a little sure. bit. The room is pushing boundaries with the design elements. Right. I'd really like to push those boundaries with we'll make it maybe the color on the walls. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that's what stopped me. So in order to get going, that was my first thing, is just figure out what stopped me. And I've got a solution for the paint peeling around the room. And interesting enough, interestingly enough, we talked about Festool at the beginning. Yes. And sanding tools with dust extraction. Right. Well, this is, yeah, I might have to <laughs> see if there's a way I can get my hands on a tester model and just 
get around the room without creating a lot of dust. But once I get that off, once I get that paint off, I can put a primer on there and everything's going to be good. Yeah. The big thing is going to be figuring out color. And I realize I'm going to need help with this. It's well, not luckily something. Luckily, you've got me at your disposal. I know. <laughs> we were talking about that, and you proposed the idea that I give you a budget, yeah. and you're going to help me put a room together. And let's make a segment out of it. And we're going to make a segment out of it. So for me, it's going to be anal- that's how I'm going to get through it. I'm going to analyze my problem, figure out what stopped me from getting this done in the past. Maybe that's you out there. You know, figure out why you haven't tackled mm-hmm. these things. It might not be the obvious thing that you're thinking of. It might be that and something else. Right. For me, I was really surprised about the color thing. But now with that, I've got a plan. I figured out the the practical part that's the problem, the paint that's peeling. I know what I'm going to do for that. I'm going to just gut through it. And then you're getting help with the getting other part. Getting help with the other part. Yeah. And hopefully by the end of the year, hopefully by not too far into the year, I've got a space that feels a lot better. Yeah. Find out what's stopping you from getting your projects done and start crossing those things off your list. All right, shall we take a break now? Yes. When we come back, we'll be talking about the importance of using caulk around the house and not just on your next paint project. That's all just ahead. Stick around. And we're back. The big topic, the one that everybody has hung around for all show long, the topic on caulking. Yes, the one you led with. (laughs) I did. I let you know right off the bat, we're going to be talking about caulk, and I wanted everybody to just have that heads up so they could save and this part of their day. And hanging on every word just so we can get to this segment. There are people who have not gone to the bathroom since we began because they were afraid <laughs> they might miss it. You can listen online, folks, yeah. just letting you know. You it's can portable. take the phone with you to the bathroom, but you probably shouldn't. That's not clean and we all a lot of great etiquette. Do that. Um, anyway, caulking. Let's get back to that, this riveting topic. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't realize uh, why we would even want to caulk on a job. You know, what, yeah, what, what's the main messy. reason it feels for it? Extra. It does feel extra, mm-hmm. and I do think that really to start this, it's there's an interesting uh, comparison that we can make: caulking and painting. Yeah. Neither one is just about aesthetics. No, it's you know true. the look. Yeah. Paint protects. It doesn't just look good. It protects surfaces. It makes things more washable and on and on and on. Well, it extends their life. I mean, literally bridges have fallen because of poor coatings. Right. But never a Repcolite coating. Never a Repcolite No bridges coating. have ever fallen <laughs> because they were coated with a Repcolite coating. But paint does a lot more than just make something look good. Right. And I think sometimes the tendency is to think caulk is just there, at least on a paint job, to make it make it look good. Yeah. And that's not the case. There's a lot of reasons to use caulk. And when you skip caulk, there's a lot of consequences to be had. So let's go over several quick reasons why you would use caulk, some of the benefits that you get. And it's not going to be stuff that you generally think of. Well, no. And the first one is caulk can help us reduce energy waste, right? I mean, we're talking about tiny little cracks. That's not my first thing that I'm thinking of when I think of what caulk is going to do in my home. It seems like crazy talk, but really studies show that around 38% of heat loss in a home comes from cracks in the walls, around your windows and doors, things like that. If you've got a one-eighth inch gap under a 36-inch wide door, that can let in as much cold air as a two and a half inch hole in your wall. And we would never accept that. (laughs) No, 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 not normally. Right? Not normally. Now, you can't caulk that area. Because there's probably somebody somewhere saying, well, that... You need to open you, the you, door. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's weather stripping for that problem. Yes. But we're just making a bigger comparison here. Yes. That That's 
how much air is lost, how much cold or heat or cold air is let in right. just from an area like that. Because you can take all the gaps and cracks and add them all up and Essentially, you get the equivalent to a two-square-foot hole. Yeah, in, in an average home. home. It's That's a, just an open window, guys. Right. Every home. Crazy. Every home, on average. Can you say it that way? Every home, on average. Everybody knows what I'm saying, though, right? Yes. On average, most homes have a two-foot-square hole, yeah. basically, in their wall. But it's all in the form of all these little cracks and gaps. And that's where caulk can fix. Absolutely. So caulking those areas, putting weather stripping on the doors and things like that yeah. will reduce the energy that you waste. And more importantly, well, as importantly. Saves you money. I'm not going to. Yes, that. And also. Okay. Even yeah, That's where you're going. Right, no, no. But as important as saving money yeah. and saving energy, you're also creating a more pleasant, more uniform temperature yes. throughout the home. Yes. And I'm all about comfort if I'm about anything. Actually, I'm about saving money. Yeah, and I was going to say. <laughs> this is a win for me. One thing caulk will do. Another thing caulk does is it helps us keep our homes a little more free of bugs and maybe even some dirt. Right, because any unsealed, you know, gap or crack on the inside or outside, if it's an outside wall on the inside of our house, for example, those are just big invitations for insects to come on in. Right. I Might don't know. Well have a lit sign. How do you think it. they know? Do you think they can, like, with their antennae and all the other things that they have I detect food do they I care about gaps. warmth <laughs> well, i don't yeah. know what makes them come warm. in maybe they hear good music and they figure good company this place yeah. yeah listen to that guy go on and on to his children he seems like a great conversationalist I mean, well, they're getting food they're getting warm right company. there's it's a lot like of reasons party. to come inside well you don't want that you know you've got people that you don't want to come into your house you can't caulk them out you know, you're going to have to solve that problem another way. But the bugs. You can't call you can't. them out. Well, you could, but it's not going to let you out either. You know? That's funny. But the bugs are coming in through cracks that you can caulk. Yes. So caulking keeps those bugs away. Caulk also protects from water damage. Yeah. Exterior caulking is the first line of defense against water damage. When it's not there, every time it rains, water can seep in behind the trim and all that just damages the walls. You know? Oh, yeah. You don't want that in there. And moisture that collects and accumulates inside mm-hmm. your walls, that it's like a perfect atmosphere and environment for mold and mildew. Yeah. It terrifies me. Uh, right. Unless you're big into blue cheese, you probably don't want that, right? Blue cheese is mold, right? Yes. Of the sort. Yeah. Yeah. I, I leave it alone for that reason. I mean, I think any cheese technically. Yeah, probably. I do like a lot of cheeses. I don't want to talk about how cheese is mold. But anyway, if you're not intent on growing cheese in your home naturally, what else do you need to make cheese? You, you need milk products, Let's right? Move on. Let's move on. So caulk will protect from water damage. A last thing that we're going to talk about is caulk will also make a paint job look professional. So while it's not all about aesthetics <laughs> or cheese, or cheese, <laughs> no, we got to keep this professional, Haley. Yeah, yeah, come on, roll with me here. Keep it professional. So while it's not all about making it look good, that's still a big part of why caulk is used. And when you see caulk along the top edge of a baseboard, it creates a finished professional look on well, that job. It bridges that gap nicely. Mm-hmm. One of the first tip-offs of a DIY job is the absence of caulk on the trim. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no matter how tightly your trim was installed, mm-hmm. you know, I've made Whether this. Whether you taped or not. Right. I made this argument years back. I didn't need to caulk anything because it was flawlessly installed. Mm-hmm. Well, the house moves over time. Right, I'll, exactly. Every house is every, constantly shifting. And when that happens, 
things will move away from the wall. You're going to develop gaps, and when you've got a nice painted finish on your wall, and all of a sudden there's this little gap between the trim, the baseboard, and the wall, yep. it's unsightly, it's unprofessional, and like I said, it's a first tip-off that it's a DIY job. Absolutely. So don't spend all the time picking your colors, mm-hmm. putting the paint on, you know, going through all of that work, and still ending up with homemade end results because you didn't take time to caulk. Caulk will take care of all of that, keeps the bugs out, keeps cheese production down. Keeps you warm. Keeps mold and mildew out of your walls, keeps you warm. It's the way to go. Now, caulking takes time, and it takes practice, and it yes. takes skill. It's, it's worth it. It's worth learning to pull it off. Now, we're going to be talking about some of the how-tos, the benefits of certain caulks, yep. and all of that coming up on the show next week. And we'll also be featuring a lot of that content on our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, oh, all we're, of those places. We're we on the TikTok. <laughs> That's where the kids go. So if your kids want to learn about caulk to some great music... You go do that at the TikTok. But right now, before we wrap this segment up and release everybody to the wild for the day, we've got a great interior caulk product on sale right now. I guess it's interior exterior. It is interior exterior, and it's called Accelerator. It's from Tower Sealants. And if you're on the east side of the state, this caulk is also known as Quick to Coat by All Pro. Right. The private label. It's 225 a tube, and it's an ideal caulk for a professional painter. Or a DIYer. Or a DIYer. Yeah, and we're going to get into all of those reasons, but here's a couple quick ones. First off, most other caulks need to be completely dry before you paint over them. Right. Accelerator is not that way. It can be sprayed over immediately Im- Immediately. Think of after you apply it. Immediately. So if, if you've got to move fast on a project, Accelerator can be sprayed over immediately after application, and you'll have no cracking None of that. Right, because that's what happens if you don't use a caulk that's appropriate for being sprayed over or painted over immediately, is that it will shrink while it's drying, and then it forms cracks in the paint film. This will not do that. Exactly. Won't happen with Accelerator. If you're not spraying, it can be brushed and rolled over after just 30 minutes. Right. Completely unheard of. Another thing is that Tower Sealant, it's the manufacturer Mm -hmm. of this caulk, whichever brand it's in, actually, um, they manufacture all of their caulk without any air pockets in the tube. Which is completely unique to this brand. You know, any other caulking you're buying from any brand is going to have some level, whether it's micro bubbles or larger air gaps in the tube that are present, and it does cause air pops. And it also, if you're using a dripless gun, it's not actually going to create a dripless Right. It's still going to drool out the end of that Mm -hmm. thing. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but it's the word I chose. (laughs) So you dropped some money to get a dripless gun, and it's still drooling out the end. Why is this happening? The gun's bad. It's not the gun. It's the caulk you're using. It's got air pockets in it. The tower sealant stuff, the quick coat, neither one of those will have those air pockets. Easier to work with, and it's going to truly be dripless. It's a great, great product. It's on sale right now at all of our locations till the end of January for $2.25 a tube. Check it out. All right. Haley, we're going to wrap it up. It's yeah. all the time we've got. If you missed this one, you can go online, find the podcast right there, subscribe. You'll never miss another episode. Tell your friends and family to subscribe. It helps us a lot. If you want to be a hero in your family, spread the Repcolite Home Improvement Show around like gold. Because it is. Absolutely it is. Also, be sure to check out Repcolite on Facebook, Instagram, the TikTok. And finally, if you're on the east side of the state and you're interested in attending that free seminar that we talked about earlier the one hosted by certified design and color specialist Cheryl Adams. It's on January 20, next Saturday. If you want to be there, call the Birmingham Repcolite store and reserve a spot. The phone number's in the show notes, and it's also at repcolite.com. Now, whatever you do today, make paint a part of it. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.